0: After these things God tested Abraham. The Lord said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac he cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife so the two of them walked on together Isaac said to his father Abraham father and he said here I am my son he said the fire and the wood are here but where is the lamb for a burnt offering Abraham said God alone will provide the lamb for a burnt offering my son so the two of them walked on together As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided.
1: Phyllis Tribble has a book that's called Texts of Terror. This is a text of terror. How many of you had chills when that was being read? This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. Actually, you can play that. You, you have that on your thing now? You want to do that now? I tell them we'd, we'd hit him with a cattle prod if you did, but now's the time. I should have queued this before now. This is a test. This is only a test. His phone is off like we asked him to. Sorry. So the question is, if it's a test, what kind of test is it? And more important... Yeah, this is a test. This is only a test. All right, that's enough. Did Abraham pass this test? Any no's? Alright, that's a big no for me. We're gonna walk through this. Alright, so I I, I wanna, before I get completely heretical on you, I do wanna give you kind of the orthodox answer. And that is, in in Cana, during this time, uh, the deities that people worshiped were tribal deities, and the deities were such that if the crops weren't good, it was because Paul here hadn't done something right. You know, Paul's crops are bad, it's Paul's fault. Paul's spiritual life isn't in order. And Paul might be asked to sacrifice your own, your, your eldest, okay, happy days. And child sacrifice during this time was not uncommon, okay? And so a lot of biblical scholars will tell you the reason for this story is to show that in Israel, child sacrifice is not only not condoned in this case, but it's done. We don't sacrifice our children. So the point of the story really is a moral one and an educational one. God does not ask us to sacrifice our kids. Okay. Now, I want to walk back the story of Abraham here and explain why I think Abraham failed this test. Now, everything in literature and every other church pretty much you're going to go to, you'll say, Abraham passed the test. I think he failed. I'm going to lay it out. And you can either agree with me or not, and I really don't care. Um, So Abraham is 75 years old. When God comes up and says, Abraham, you are the one through whom all the peoples of the world are going to be blessed. I am making an everlasting covenant with you. It's not a conditional covenant. There are two types of covenants. If you do this, then you get that. Okay, that's called a conditional covenant. There are unconditional covenants. I'm making a covenant with you. It really doesn't matter what you do because I'm the one who's faithful. God makes an unconditional covenant With Abraham saying, it is through you through whom the world will be blessed. All the peoples of the world will be blessed through you and your offspring. And Abraham being 75 saying, you know, now might be a good time to have some kids. I'm not getting any younger. So 25 years pass or 24 years pass. No kids. In the meantime... Sarah has said, well, if God's not going to make this happen, we're going to make this happen. So I got, you know, I got the servant from Egypt, Hagar. You go in and take her as another bride. And that's how we get Ishmael. Remember last week about how, and then as soon as Ishmael's born, Hagar starts going, neener, neener, neener. To, uh, to Sarah, and Sarah does not like it, and so eventually Sarah says, get this little brat out of here and send him into the wilderness. And so we talked about that last week, about how Sarah convinces Abraham to send her, his son and her, not well, his son, Ishmael, out into the wilderness. Okay. Now, Abraham is now 99 years old, and this is about the same time. And a couple of angels or God it says it's depending on how you read it it's Elohim come up to Abraham and says now's the time Sarah is going to get pregnant and bear a child and it's through this son that the promise will be fulfilled and what does Sarah do she's outside so yeah she's outside the tent she's listening and she laughs she says, um, I'm 99 years old, or Abraham's 99. She's now a spring chicken. And she says, um, I'm not sure this is going to work. And then the angel says, Did you laugh? Did Sarah laugh? She says, Oh, no, I didn't laugh. No, 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 not me. She says, oh, I think I heard a laugh. And so Abraham says, Well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm passing on this message. And I've heard about this place called Sodom, which is really not a very nice place, according to what I understand. And so, if it's really as bad as people say it is, that, that the report that we're getting, um, they're going to have a very bad day. And Abraham, you need to hear what Abraham does here. Abraham says, well, what if there are righteous people in Sodom? Surely, if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom, you're not going to destroy the the righteous with the unrighteous. That would make you unjust. And God says, okay, if there are 50, I will spare. Forgive me, I'm out of line here, but what if there are 45? Forty-five is only five less than fifty. Surely for a loss of five, you're not going to wipe out forty-five righteous with the unrighteous. If there are forty-five, I will spare. Well, you know, forty is not that different than forty-five. Okay, you get the story, right? Abraham weeds down this to how big? How, How big is the ultimate number? Anybody Remember? Yeah, I'm holding up ten fingers. Always look for visual clues. <laughs> Abraham just goes out of his way saying, You are just. You are just. You are just. Surely, the judge who is just isn't going to wipe these folks out for ten. And then, you know, the angel's God says, Fine, if there are ten, I'll spare. And Abraham doesn't push his luck beyond that. Okay. Okay. This obviously took a while. Abraham has received a promise, an unconditional promise from God, that it is through him that the families of the earth will be blessed. A second time, it is through Isaac that that blessing will take place, and all the people of the world through this kid, Isaac. And now God says take that son who I have promised you is going to be the the source of this blessing and take him up and sacrifice him on the hill that I will show you. And what does Abraham say? Okay. Okay. How does this strike you? Now, I want you to imagine being Sarah. Sarah's been married to Abraham a long time. A long time. And Abraham goes up every year, and he sacrifices, probably multiple times a year, but certainly every year Abraham leaves, and he sacrifices up on the mountain. And what does Abraham always take with him? He always takes the wood, and he always takes the... The knife, and he always takes the fire, and he always takes the, the offering, the lamb. And suddenly, Abraham, who she doesn't know why, but Abraham has not been in a good mood. I'm sorry, but I don't care how callous you are, but if you're told you're going to sacrifice your son, this has got to affect your mood, and your wife is going to pick up on this. I guarantee it." And she sees Abraham leave, knowing he's going to do a sacrifice without an offering. Now Isaac is a young boy, old enough, obviously, to carry the wood, and he's smart enough and, to know, hey, we're missing something here. We're missing something here, what are we missing? The lamb. We're missing the offering. You don't have an offering without a offering. It's called the tautology and logic. God will provide. Sets up the fire, sets up the wood, binds his son. Now, this story goes very fast in the text. But if this story is, re- is recorded the way it happened, this story unfolded much more slowly. What does that do to a kid? What does that do? You know, we need some therapy here. You know, in, in Judaism, this moment is called the Akada, which means the binding. And all of the, the religious art is about Isaac being bound. And they often show this terrible scene of Abraham with the knife up and the angel behind, usually a ram in the thicket, angel stopping Abraham's hand. Isaac becomes, in the story, blind. We're going to talk next week and the week after. We're going to continue the story a little bit because the story is actually, I think, really important. But I think Isaac is not only physically blind, but I think he becomes spiritually blinded by this event. I believe the test that Abraham was given was to say, "Um, God, um, when I look at my son, he looks like a pretty righteous guy. I mean, yeah, he gives his mom a little sass, and he doesn't always clean up the corner of his tent, but uh, we would count him among the righteous. Surely the judge who said that this is the one through whom the promise would be made, surely you're not going to do what I think you just asked me to do. Abraham did it for Sodom, for people he didn't even know. And he doesn't... pardon me? Why was Sarah so quiet? I'm sure Sarah knew her place, and I'll bet you she wasn't quiet. And I'm sure when she came home and Isaac um, said to his mother what transpired, I'm sure Sarah wasn't quiet then either. I'm sure Abraham was sleeping somewhere else for quite some time. Who are the people of Israel named for? Anybody remember? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, I'm going to do that story at the end of this series. But what happens with Jacob is, Jacob, quite frankly, if Abraham was a saint and Abraham did everything God asked, Jacob's a weasel. He's just a little weasel. But what happens is that in a moment of weakness, when he's struggling with God, and he's, in his, he's absolutely alone and at his weakest, and God says, let go. And Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Now, you can't say to the God, to, that to God with impunity. God reaches out, dislocates his hip, which is not a fun thing. If you've ever had a dislocated hip, it's not a lot of fun. But the angel says, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel for you have struggled with man and God and have prevailed. So the people of Israel are not named for Abraham, who supposedly always was faithful. They are named for Jacob, for when his faith was the weakest, he did what he knew he needed. I'm not letting you go until I get a blessing. And as a people of faith, it's easy to say, What we want you to do is we want you to be faithful at all times when we know it ain't going to happen. But what we really need you to do is when you are at your weakest, we want you to know where your help comes and look up and say, I can't do this without a blessing. The people of Israel are not named for Abraham who was willing, according to the text, to sacrifice his son. They are named for Jacob, who says, I am weak, I'm a sinner, but I need help. I need help! I can't do it alone. So, yes, every commentary you read will say that Abraham passed the test. I would argue, no. Abraham failed that test. He passed it with Sodom, but not with his kid. I think we are tested and we are supposed to say Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not sacrificing my kids on any altar. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not sacrificing my church on any altar. Not sacrificing my, w- you name it. We don't do it. And if we can be faithful like Abraham and ask for blessings like Jacob, then we'll really go a long ways. Amen.